Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everyone, to the Alt Left. This is the very gross, uncomfortable, gives you the sicky vibes on your skin when you hear it. But it is number forty-five. Welcome back this week. Uh, speaking of 45, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of wealthy leeches on society. Uh, we're going to be talking about things like the Pandora Papers and Facebook. So buckle up. It's going to be a ride through the joys and warm fuzzies of laissez-faire capitalism. And with me on this boat ride is going to be uh, my yeoman, Matthew Jumbo Johnson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And providing spiritual assistance and quantum massages, as always, the Reverend Dr. K. Good evening, everyone. So let's talk about this. Um, anyone who's not aware of what's going on, there was a giant release of documents. I forgot which media company did it. And it was a huge thing of documents showing how the wealthy are terrible and blah, blah, blah. And it was basically a rehash of the Panama Papers. It was yep. the ICIJ, by the way. It was the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. There you go. Yes. Yeah. There's like 150 um, members or something like that. Yeah, and they're they're reputable. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, oh yeah, very super reputable. It's a good source. Um, but you know they they did a whole bunch of research and found out that water is wet, and <laughs> sure enough, uh, rich people store money overseas illegally. Not even illegally, unethical. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's it's all very legal. Well, hell, I mean, one of them wasn't even like a Cayman Islands account. The King of Jordan, uh, it's, it's Abdul II. Uh, he's got a hundred million dollars worth of property in the U.S. and the U.K. through secret companies, which yeah. isn't illegal. It's just yeah. slimy. Yeah, yep. pretty much. Like I think th- there was a quote I came across. It was from some leader in the U.K. where it was like things like this stick to the letter of the law while violating its intent or spirit. Yeah, and that's it, basically how this works. That's, yeah. a, that's a great a great way to put that. I don't I don't know though. Is this really a violation of the spirit? Because these financial laws were written to protect the wealthy, so I think they're operating just as they were intended. I I still say that the idea of tax law is not to provide people with uh, havens, but to true. That's fair. Is to make people pay their fair share. The problem is, is that they exploit every loophole in every form and fashion that they can because they have money. Yeah. Whereas you and I can't exploit those same loopholes because we don't have money. Well, you should just buy some more money. Yeah. I will. I will feel free to to buy some more money. Um, I will also let them eat cake. I mean, didn't you watch John Wick? You can, like, get gold coins for washing someone's car or delivering a pizza. It's super easy. Stop eating avocado toast, millennial. I like avocado toast. I've been, by the way, I've been living for the memes. Like, has the government tried making coffee at home? (laughs) Uh, That one I cracked up at. But yeah, so in the realm of the uh, the, the first topic of things that aren't surprising, uh, the Pandora Papers basically taught us what we already knew, is that these incredibly wealthy people are again hiding all their money and all kinds of investment properties. Again, this is the same scheme that the, um, the, the Church of Scientology does. Um, not only do they get their tax-exempt status by threatening and blackmailing and using uh, overt means against members of the IRS, um, they also shelter what is remaining in properties and the catholic church does this too is it's a it's a really good way to hide your money enough to pay anything on it is you just dump it into real estate because that shit never loses value 
and you can just dunk money into that real estate. You don't have to pay taxes on it, and you can lick. It's like buying gold. You can liquidate it anytime you want. Um, that's what a lot of these guys did. Yeah, it's an easy way to to get rid of a large bulk of cash legitimately. And then when you need it down the line, you sell it. It was worth more than when you invested it. Yeah, it was it was worth more than when you invested it. Yeah, you didn't quite get probably a 10% return. You probably got closer to 40 or 50. It's it's legal for you to just go ahead and buy a bunch of land somewhere and do nothing with it. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and that that's not the only way that these tax havens work. You know, there's shell companies or... That's actually the biggest one is they just create a bunch of shell companies where they funnel money like through yeah, like they just... 18 of them just... To, and that's how criminals do it too. Is yeah. You just create a bunch of bullshit shell companies and just keep funneling money from one to the other. Yeah. You know, one company creates an invoice for services rendered and another one pays it because it's service, there's no tax. And so it's, it's a big game of, of hide the dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, you know, Giuliani's obsession with how great Ukraine is? They're the number one source of this stuff, by the way. They have the most politicians implicated in these papers at 38. Yeah. Shocked, I tell you. Shocked. Just absolutely shocked, yeah. But yeah some of these bad actors, um, you know, one of my favorites, Azerbaijan, the act- the president um, Ilium, I'm going to pronounce his name, Ilium, stupid name, and his family have uh, basically, they've got, again, this is another British property deal, over 400 million pounds. That, that's that's almost half a billion dollars um, hidden in, in, in the president of the country in, in British real estate. So there's a couple of guys. So let's let's name some of the big names in this, right? So we've got Pakistani Prime Minister uh, Imran Khan. All right, so he's, you know, Again, one of the leaders of Pakistan, he's got like tons of like brought up on all kinds of anti-corruption. Um, he has no offshore accounts, but they do include people in his inner circle, like pretty much everyone he surrounds himself have all kinds of stuff going in. And it's one of those situations where like, even though the guy at the top isn't the one with the accounts, you kind of know everyone that's around them is, are, are setting things up for that person. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Then you've got uh, Jordanian King Abdullah II purchased 14 homes with more than 106 million and then worth more than 106 million in the United Kingdom and the United States through a bunch of just, like we said, uh, front companies with registered tax havens. They include apartments in central London, Washington, D.C., things like that. And again, like we said, it's all through these offshore accounts, uh, you know, and one of the main areas that this gets done too is, you know, there's not anyone specifically in the United States that's been named. Although of course we know everybody here in the U S does it. Uh, but there is several States like South Dakota being one of them where a lot of these people are using are building shell companies and putting tax havens as well. Like you can actually register shell companies here in the United States. And these States are great tax havens for these people. They bounce money from these secret places. Like, you know, uh, the big one is, um, Cayman islands. That's the one that people get a lot of is, you know, you have a bunch of shell companies in Cayman islands and then you bounce all of that stuff around there where none of their, like they have big privacy laws. So nobody's going to be able to subpoena records and things like that. And then you ship it back here to the United States to a tax haven state where you've got another shell company. And that's kind of how these guys are moving money around and getting into different places and being able to purchase property. The interesting thing is like the top four places that are tax havens are the Cayman islands first Mm-hmm. The United States, shocker, yep. 
Yep. Switzerland. Yep. Nobody is nobody's surprised about Switzerland. They've been or the Cayman know, Islands or the Cayman Islands or the Cayman Islands, and then Hong Kong. Yeah, I'm not yeah, like, surprised at all. I mean, those like, are the top four places where tax havens exist. But let's let's also remember when it comes to things like Hong Kong. Um, I mean, we could do an episode just on Hong Kong, but sure. You know, but a lot of people have misconceptions about Hong Kong. You know, especially when they're going back to the Chinese government, they're like, "Oh, well, the British leased." It's like, no, no the British stole it. They invaded China and kidnapped a city, number one. Yeah. Um, and have been using it as an offshore dumping ground for resources of the incredibly wealthy since the 19th century. Remember, you know, everyone, heard, you know, heard, well, maybe not everyone, a lot of people probably forgot, an HSBC Bank, which you'll find them all over the U.S. now. Yep. Um, they were the ones who were funding and doing the banking for the Taliban. Yeah. U.S. government found out and, you know, fined them. And that was it. They still do it. Um, and, and HSBC is Hong Kong, Singapore, British. <laughs> like That's what it stands for. Um, Hong Kong and Singapore are the places that the Europeans and especially the British funnel their ill-gotten gains through. Cayman Islands or the U.S. is Hong Kong. Well, I mean, yeah. if you've ever seen a spy movie in the U.S., nobody's going to be surprised about uh, Switzerland. If you ever saw Simpsons, you know about the Cayman Islands. Like there was a whole like episode with Krusty the Clown on that one. Like that's how I first learned about them was from watching the Simpsons well, when I was young. Hell, in the third Batman movie, Bruce Wayne's in Hong Kong busting these guys. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. So yeah, I, I'm not shocked at all. The the you know again, this is why it's. It, I'm glad the the documents are out there. It's great that it's embarrassing to them, but again, it's it's just another water is wet news story. Like, and there's nothing yeah. that anybody can do about it because it's all technically fucking legal. Yeah. Well, yeah. you got to remember too. It, there's nobody explicitly named here, but like again, let's go on with world leaders. So you've got Kenyan president. I'm going to butcher this name, and I apologize. Uruhu Kenyatta. I think mm-hmm. I said that right. Um, you know, his family's been accumulating fortunes in offshore tax havens for decades. Uh, they show his family, the papers showed his family have seven entities based in British Virgin Islands and Panama, uh, two well-known tax havens, uh, you know, that we, we didn't mention. Yeah. And by entities, you mean like, like they're like shell companies, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and they're projected to be worth like 30 million in just these offshore accounts alone. You know, then you've got the Czech prime minister, Andre Babis. Apparently, he secretly moved like $22 million through offshore companies to purchase an estate in French Riviera back in 2009 before <laughs> he even entered politics. You know, and keep in mind, this is a guy that's worth more than $3.4 uh, $3. billion, okay? So then you've got ex-British Prime Minister Tony Blair. That shouldn't shock anybody either. Nope. Uh, you know, and then, of course, you've got – there was a bunch of stuff with Vladimir Putin that, that came out as well. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're focused right now because, again, you know, even with BBC, we're very much focused on all the foreigners that are doing this. But make no mistake, this is happening everywhere. And I mean, look at what wasn't it? Uh, well, look at Bill Gates. Yeah. You know, again, people love to talk about how how altruistic Bill Gates is because he threw some pocket change at malaria. The guy has been going around the world buying water rights because that's going to be one of the next resource wars. And he's been buying water rights all over the world. And and they all do it. And again, keep in mind, we've discussed this before. These people, it it doesn't just have to be world leaders because the people that do this own the world leaders. They're bought and paid Mm -hmm. for, you know? Yeah, they're NASCAR drivers who don't have to wear their patches. Yeah. Why do you think things like Citizens United get passed? It's so that the wealthy can keep control of the politics. 
I mean, it's the Koch brothers that. would publicly brag about funding and owning the the uh, the, the GOP. Oh, absolutely, uh, they, over and over again. So yeah, again, we're not surprised at this. Um, again, I'm glad it's out there. Hats off to the journalists who uncovered it. Great, keep putting it out there because whatever, just you know, more ammunition is more ammunition. But it would be nice if someone would start the fucking war. But there's nothing to do about it. Again, this is. It doesn't function as a spotlight gotcha look at this one bad guy. It's really more of a Yep. Reports confirmed water is wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no actionable information here. No, the game is rigged and it's just more spotlights on the growing problem that is global capitalism. So uh, enough of this darkness. I, this is too. I, I don't want to talk about greedy capitalists anymore. Let's talk about the good guys. Um so let's talk about Wait, Facebook. Which, which ones are those? Yeah, everyone's favorite robot, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Speaking of billionaires that are great at hiding money in offshore accounts. I'm I'm sure he is. Facebook got zucked and a, um, a whistleblower, which if you can call it a whistleblower, I actually have a surprising take that you might not love on this one, Matt. But I'm actually not a fan of this whistleblower, nor am I a fan of this story. Um, but oh, she's not that great at all. But she was talking earlier today about how she empathizes and thinks that Zuckerberg is a good guy that isn't intending to do any of this stuff. He's just making decisions for the best interest of his. No, she's shitty as hell. Was that audio or could we actually see the gun that was in her back when she had to make that and statement? There was video there. The gun was probably <laughs> off screen. I have been I have been treated very well by my captors. <laughs> Uh, like, here's the thing. As far as the quality of the person, uh, I, I think she's just as blind and, and brainwashed as any capitalist. However, she clearly is aghast enough at the the blatantness of what's happening at Facebook that she felt the need to come out. And well, real quick, I, let, let, let's let's be clear. She is not a capitalist. She is a bootlicker. Zuckerberg's yeah, a capitalist. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but but so let's let's give the quick background. Right. So this this whistleblower's name is Francis Hout. Yeah, I'm terrible with names. I'm going to guess Hagen. It's Haugen. Haugen. There you go. Uh, so she's an ex-Facebook employee that basically, I guess she was was aware of some of these shady dealings that have been going on with Facebook. And the long story short, we'll go into more detail, but the, the, the too long, the TLDR of it all is that it basically, surprise, surprise, whenever Facebook had an opportunity to do something that was right, and that that something conflicted with the best interests of Facebook, Facebook always chose to side with itself. And in doing so, they have continuously slackened on uh, policing their their own service, uh, letting nothing keeping and allowing hate-filled messages to go through because they generate interactions. And that's what Facebook wants. They want that interaction because the more interactions equals more ad revenue. Mm-hmm. More ad revenue equals more money for Facebook. So if you start policing and shutting down hate speech and bullshit, less people are going to interact. Therefore, less people will be clicking on ads. Therefore, less money is going to come into Facebook. And so with face with that prospect, Facebook will always choose to generate money for itself. And this whistleblower has come out with documentation basically proving all this. And she's now testifying before Congress about what's been going on. And it's actually pretty compelling stuff. Anybody that's been paying attention is not surprised by any of it. But the fact that there is now somebody out and it's now, you know, national news is noteworthy because usually the public is 
very quick to dismiss this news media especially yeah and it's the most ridiculous garbage uh, yet i i love it when dinosaurs in the senate tr- try to prove that they know what they're talking about uh for, first of all, you know, senator blumenthal was just the best <laughs> moment of it where what is he 80 no hold on i think he's 75 he's old as shit and he literally goes and i go man this guy's in charge of this he's running the committee on this hearing and he's asking the executive of Facebook, remember, he's had all the time in the world to prepare. He has staffers to walk him through this stuff. And what was his famous question? He asked her, will you commit to ending Finsta? Now, to, to anyone who's too old and out of touch, a Finsta is a fake Instagram account. You know, it's, it's one you have on the side for like your, you know, maybe it's because you only want to talk about your pet or you only want to talk about one thing or you want to have one that's not so publicly known. It's only your friends, whatever. But it's, it's a fucking slang term, you know, and he's like, will you commit to stop being cool? <laughs> I just don't know what the fuck he actually, he had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. And yet he decided he heard a slang term and decided to throw it out there asking if Instagram will stop people from making Instagram accounts. It was the dumbest question time. And it wasn't an outlier. God, do you remember when Mark Zuckerberg had to go up there the first time when they were like, well, what's what's Macintosh going to do about this? And he's like, I don't fucking know. Ask them. (laughs) Like they kept asking him like what windows and, 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 you know, fucking Mac iOS was going to do about stuff. Things that had nothing to do with Facebook because they're out of touch. And again, I get it. You're old and you're out of touch. This is why you have staffers. And it baffles me that with nothing but the most preparation and resources available, these fucking dinosaurs are legislating out of pure ignorance. Yeah, which which is like, this should scare people. I mean, we make jokes, but this is fucking scary because like these are guys that make decisions that will affect everyone and they have no clue what the fuck is going on at all. And here's the thing. We're all pushing 40. We there's a lot of stuff we have to learn about, but you know what? We take the fucking time to learn about it. So we stay fucking informed and we don't even have to legislate laws. Yeah. Like we just give a damn. Like we just want to stay in the know. To be fair, though, I'm not going to lie. I would love to read Blumenthal's bill on ending Finstas. (laughs) I would love to read that HB. That would be fucking killer. Um, but this is this is exactly what it is. And it's like they're up there reaming Facebook. Like, did, did you know that you some people it's like, first of all, OK, Facebook and Instagram are not causing anxiety. They are not causing depression. First of all, those are psychological conditions that are present before social media. Secondly, any addition to that is being done by your peer group. If you are seeing things that are making you upset, it is because an algorithm that Facebook does not sit up at night deciding how to ruin your life. It's a fucking algorithm that is meant to put you into an echo chamber to keep you scrolling. That's it. If you're seeing awful shit, it's because you've been reading awful shit and you went there yourself. And I'm not trying to let Facebook off the hook, but it's social fucking media. It's tofu. It's going to soak up what it is dipped in. You can't be mad. Oh, my TikTok feed is full of whatever. Well, if you don't want your TikTok feed to be full of dog shit, stop watching Pomeranian videos. <laughs> it's that fucking simple. It's an algorithm. It picks up on what you want to watch. And if you're not seeing that, then change it. But to sit there and hold Facebook accountable because people get sad, 
who gives a shit? Is Facebook running a garbage website? Sure. There was that article that just came out where they found out that was over 90% of uh, conservative Christian Facebook groups are all run by Russian bots. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. And they're going to hold Facebook accountable. How and why? It's yeah. social media. It's the fucking internet. And if the Russians have gotten really good at trolling your great aunt into being a Nazi, well, then you know what? Maybe your great aunt was kind of the problem to begin with. Yeah. If Facebook can convince you to be a piece of shit, you are probably already a piece of shit. Well, and here's here's something else. Like, And it's so weird because this what I'm about to say so closely echoes the personal responsibility argument that the right is going to make. But let me let me just go with me here. Chris, you and I were getting really tired of this is before we started the podcast. We were we were constantly just depressed by Facebook because it's just nothing but asshats and idiots and imbeciles. And arguing with them is like trying to nail jello to a wall. It's a fruitless task. It bears nothing. All it does at the end of the day is make you pissed off and annoyed. Yeah, I left Facebook a couple of years ago. and I've never been happier. Yeah. And I did the same. I don't really, I have two accounts right now. One is, well, we have two accounts. One is for the alt left. One, I had to put my name back on there because of other reasons. I use it exclusively for two things to interact with our podcast audience and to manage a podcasting page. That's it. I don't debate anybody. I don't go, I don't use it to look at, at uh, news and information. I do that on my own through going to the source I mean, I'm only signed up on Twitter so our account control Matt Gates with pictures of Chris Hansen. Yeah, yeah, but which, like, which has been a lot of fun. I got to tell the you, the point I'm getting at it. is when we got to a point where we were realizing that this was not fun and we weren't happy. You know what we did? We, we turned off the fucking TV. We left. Like that's the thing. It's like if you don't like it, don't engage. If it's making you sad, stop being a part of it, or at and least and find out what about it is making you sad and stop engaging with that part. And again, if we're going to sit here and start saying, well, okay, anybody who's spreading misinformation needs to be dealt with. Okay, well, can we go after Fox News and OAN first? Right. Hell, <laughs> and not even just on the right. Can we shut down the Huff Post and the Washington Post? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that fa- Facebook is, is, is a blank slate that is there to generate usage and scrolls. That is it. What is on there? They don't generate the memes that are, that are convincing your grandma that the COVID vaccine is going to turn your frogs gay. The, the Facebook didn't make that some fucking Russian made it and put it on there. And again, if, if Facebook disappeared tomorrow, Another site would pop up to do it. This is social media. This well, is how it happens. There's already sites. Like we've got Twitter. We've got Instagram. We've got yeah. MeWe. Uh, Liker was up for a while. Uh, what is it? They've got. Don't forget about Fashbook. Yeah. The, yeah. Whatever that shit was. I forget the name of it, but that one's been toned down, but they've got another one now. Is it called? It's not Tumblr. What is it? It's such a T or something. I don't know. There's something else that's out there now that they're using a lot. And there's just all this shit that it, it, it exists. And again, keep in mind. I want to point out Facebook is fucking free. All right. If the product is free, you're the fucking product people. Yep. Facebook, Facebook makes money by selling you your data to advertisers that will in turn sell to you and Uh get money. They pay Facebook for that. That's what, that's how this works. And again, at the end of the day, Facebook is there to make money. Facebook makes money by ad revenue. The way they get ad revenue is by getting clicks. The more clicks, the more ad revenue, the more money they make. It's not that simple. And so what they did is they created this algorithm that is designed to be this self-fulfilling, the self-feeding monster. And it looks for what gets the most interactions and gets the most clicks. And it constantly feeds that and feeds that and feeds that and feeds that. That's it. 
It's not like Zuckerberg sitting there behind some big master computer. Like it's not some scene from Tron with Zuckerberg as master control sitting there wringing his hands together going, Mwah. no, Zuckerberg fucking set that shit, forget it, and goes off and parties and be- becomes a millionaire and, and hoards wealth. That's what Zuckerberg does. I'm 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 pretty sure he pulls a cord out of his ass and plugs himself into a wall and recharges his his android body actually like have you like i don't know i'm pretty sure he was killed years ago and he's an android walking around this guy doesn't fucking blink like i don't know how much like what it is i don't know if he burned out himself on morphine like i don't know what happened to zuckerberg but that ain't fucking human anymore first of all he fucking terrifies me like he looks like he looks like really good AI pretending to be a human. Like there is an uncanny valley when I look into his dead, lifeless eyes. And I, I am not using this as just an insult. Like, seriously, I don't think he's running the show over there at all. I, you know, maybe who knows? I, I don't He's there to collect the check. <laughs> the thing is, is, is the again, people like Senator Blumenthal who want an end to Finsta are the same people who will sit here and say, we're capitalists, capitalism is good. Well, here it is. Here's your capitalism. It is a, it's like, well, they didn't do any, they knew that, that, that people were getting sad. And it's like, yeah, and they made money. What's your point? It's like when people hold, um, uh, you know, hold Exxon uh, liable because, you know, well, Exxon and Mobile, they, they knew about global warming back in the 50s. And it's like, uh-huh, they were the first ones to do the studies and bury the data. All the other oil companies did the same thing shortly after. That's what they do. You're asking a for-profit corporation to make a morality call and lose money? That's not capitalism. And if you think that Facebook sucks for doing this, you're not wrong. I think what Facebook does sucks. But then don't say you're pro-capitalism. Because you're not. Capitalism is the acquiring of wealth and capital at all costs. And it does not make ethical or moral judgments. They are there to make money. Facebook exists for one reason, to generate revenue. And if you're going to ask them to do anything else, then they're not a private corporation anymore. Pretty much. They're, you're asking them to turn themselves into a nonprofit. Yeah. You know, and for those of you thinking, well, like, yeah, I want their, I like capitalism, but I just, I just want there to be some regulations and I want them to, you know, care about people and do what's right ethically for the environment. Congratulations. You're now starting to talk about socialism. Welcome to the party. You're also not talking about freedom because now you're talking about the internet being regulated on an ethical standard of what people can say. So then don't tell me you believe in free speech or free internet either. Gets a little more complicated. We like to just point our fingers and be like, I saw some mean memes about Fauci and so Mark Zuckerberg needs to die. Don't get me wrong. I think Mike Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg does need to die, but not because of this. You got what you wanted. So either shut down the economic system that births these spawn or shut the fuck up, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't sit up here and jerk off about capitalism all day long, and the second someone's feelings get hurt on a fence, to sit there and cry foul about it, try to regulate something you can't regulate. It's yeah. the internet. It's a fart in a mitten. This isn't a factory in Milwaukee. You cannot contain it. It is global. So stop trying. First of all, if the internet didn't exist when you when when you came around, then maybe you shouldn't be in in, in office. Yeah. Like, and if you if you came of age, if you graduated high school in an era where there you didn't have an email, uh, you shouldn't be making law based on it or laws that regulate it. I mean, yeah. And again, how are you going to regulate it? All Facebook has to do is move their servers offshore, which I I would be surprised if they even had American servers at this point. 
Um, they're only doing this to save face so they, their, their NYSE stock doesn't tank. That's the only reason they even show up to these congressional hearings. They're not. I love it when Congress does this, by the way. Do you remember, God, it was, I think it was 20 years ago when that doping scandal came out with Major League Baseball? Yes. And they had oh to go God, before everyone, Congress. Shocked, shocked, we tell you. This is. Oh, well, it's not even it's not even that shock. Yeah, no shit. Oh, my God. These guys are looking like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger and blowing every record out of the book. Yeah, but they're totally not on drugs. But beyond that, <laughs> Congress is trying to regulate baseball. What the fuck? This is the best you have to do. And it's, it's the same thing. Why is Congress re- having hearings about Facebook to do what? What are you going to do? Let's say Mark Zuckerberg gets up there and goes, ha, 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 I eat babies and pulls his Satan tail out of his pants and, and pulls his pitchfork out and, and dances around a fire. What are you going to do? What, what, what is there to do? Nothing. You, you cannot regulate that. It is an you online business. Regulate what, yeah, you cannot regulate what they can and cannot put on their website. Yeah. So I'm go ahead. sorry. Though. They'll they'll move their resources to the Caymans. They'll move their servers to Borneo, and um, you won't have to worry about them ever again. And nor will they have to even show up to subpoenas because he'll just get citizenship somewhere else. Like it's a stupid game that you can't win, and it makes you look dumb. And then, of course, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, not to not to be shown up, has come out to kind of go after this woman. And and what's actually kind of laughable about this is it, the gist of what his response was, was essentially a, a, a very lengthy version of, well, this is all taken out of context. But again, like what, what his, his argument boils down to, well, you know, she's not really, she wasn't there. There are multi levels of executive and she wasn't in the, in the fold. So she's taking a lot of these out of context and she's making a false picture of the company and blah, blah, well, blah, and blah, it, blah. Yeah. And it's one of those, it's so stupid. It's like, why did you even go that route? You made it worse. It's like, it's like Trump and COVID. Like, why did you even fight it? Why didn't you go be like, yep, Americans, this is terrible. I'm going to make a vaccine. Trump could have walked away looking like a hero and he just, he just stuck his head in the sand. That's what Zuckerberg's doing here. Zuckerberg literally could have just come out with a statement and said, like, uh, these these relevations are, are shocking to us at the top here. And uh, although we don't necessarily believe in all of her conclusions that she's come to with this, we are absolutely taking this very seriously. And uh, Facebook will be going forward, having major restructuring meetings and talking about how we can better serve the online community. That boom, done. And, and there's your PR move. And you don't got to do shit. See, look at that. Off the top of my head, I'm a better fucking CEO than Zuckerberg. It's ridiculous. Well, but see, here's, here's kind of the problem, though, is like this is this isn't like fresh news. So as an example, back in August, like Facebook has already the last several years been taking heat for all kinds of shit left and right. But like just last year, we knew this was happening or not last year. Sorry. Just a few months ago, we knew this was happening back in August. Facebook released a report about the most viewed posts on its platform, specifically in the United States. Uh, and we got Guy Rosen, who's their vice president of integrity. Yes, that is a position that exists, people. <laughs> okay. Said at the time, the company had become by far the most transparent platform on the internet. Okay, this is what the guy said. The report, by the way, uh, covered Facebook data for the second quarter of, the, of this year. But interestingly, there was no information for the first quarter. How odd for such a transparent company. Right, guys? <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's no malfeasance whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, did, maybe. Well, hold on. Well, maybe. Maybe they were not focusing on the first quarter. Maybe they just gathered the second quarter. Maybe no, just, it's it's so it's so transparent that you can't even see it. Maybe they're yeah. dog ate it. Yeah. Not the case. They had absolutely gathered data on. Maybe the, it's on uh, Senator Blumenthal's Finsta. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, no, they absolutely gathered data on 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 the first three uh, on the first quarter, first three months. Um, but Facebook executives chose not to share it with the public because, and I quote, concerns that it would look bad for the company. This is according to the New York Times. They shelved the report uh, that showed the most viewed link on Facebook in the first quarter of this year was a news article that said a doctor died after receiving the coronavirus vaccine. This is something that uh, the Times reported on. Uh, it's a news article, of course, that's with clear potential to be reshared in a way that undermines the safety of, of vaccination, uh, would be one of the most popular pieces of content in Facebook amid a pandemic, didn't fit with the image of company executives are trying to project. The anti-vaccine sentiment isn't running rampant on the platform, and the company isn't contributing to America's vaccine hesitancy problem. I love that the most viewed item is not something that's running rampant. <laughs> Oh, and it gets better, folks, because when the research eventually leaked to the Times, Facebook came clean, and this is what they said. You guys ready for this quote? Hit me. Mm -hmm. We're guilty of cleaning up our house a bit before we invited company. <laughs> that what? Is, that, that is the best way of, of, a, of somebody explaining a shredding party that I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> this is from Andy Stone. This is a fake Facebook spokesperson. We did it. So what? Kind of, it's kind of like the, the the what's the guy who the guy who murdered Ahmed Aubrey, you know, trying to like I don't want the courts to know I'm a Confederate sympathizer. I'm like, well, you know, you lynched a black dude. That might be a little relevant, buddy. Yep, yep. Well, and it gets better because like the next month, back in September, the company was criticized because a bunch of New York researchers who were studying misinformation on Facebook were booted from the platform. And the company said their decision to deplatform the researchers was related to a separate study on political ads that involved using a browser extension that allowed users to anonymously share the ads that they saw on Facebook with researchers. Yeah, I'm sure that was the reason. That sure, is absolutely yeah. the reason. That sounds very plausible. <laughs> so yeah uh, unsurprising facebook is garbage and it always will be and it is garbage because we are facebook is not a portal into a worse place facebook is a mirror and if we don't like what we see we should change something on the other side yeah abs absolutely like and, and again i i get the argument that you know <laughs> If you're going to be a company that's a basically a platform, then you do bear some responsibility for what you allow on that platform. I do okay, agree but, with that. Take. But then you can't choke down all the way to the balls, the dick of capitalism. It's one or the other. They either have a liability to be ethical or they should be capitalists. You can't so, do both. So is your argument, and again, I, I just want to make sure I understand. So is your argument then if you're pro-capitalism but raging against uh, Facebook, you're a hypocrite. Yes. But if you're anti-capitalism and raging against Facebook, you have no problem. Yes. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make because... sure. <laughs> well, the way I took that, I wasn't quite sure if you were making a jab at me directly or if no, you were just no, saying no, in general, no. that's why I was I'm, like, I'm, I'm sure. I'm making a jab at people like Senator Blumenthal and his ilk yeah. who like to sit here and, 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 and wax poetic all day long about the beauties of free market capitalism. And then go, oh, a private company was mean to someone. We should make them stop being mean. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Well, and it gets better because now they're not only are they tr are they trying to say, woe is me out of context. They're also trying to discredit her as, as somebody that knows this. Uh, with the speed that they're willing to completely discredit a woman to cover their own ass, you'd think they were trying to be a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> um so 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 what facebook's been basically doing is saying she's a low-level employee doesn't know what she's talking about but unfortunately that strategy isn't exactly working for them either because you've got this lady uh 
Samita Chakrabarty. I'm so sorry. God, I'm bad at these names. Probably Shock. Chakrabarty uh, was head of civic engagement on Facebook and regularly been put forward by the company to speak publicly about the good work Facebook was doing, right? Uh, even being part of the press tour in her Facebook. All the good work. The, I'm, I'm really curious. What, what does Facebook feel their good works are? Oh, God, who knows? Who knows? Did they adopt a highway? Yeah. It's community outreach. <laughs> but like, so after uh, t- uh, uh, Hogan's testimony uh, on Tuesday, uh, a former product manager at Facebook who worked for the company for less than two years has no direct reports, never attended a decision point meeting with C-level executives. That's what they originally had said about her. Well, Chakrabarty comes back on Twitter and says, well, I was there for over six years, had numerous direct reports and led many decision meetings with C-level execs. And I find the perspective shared on the need for algorithmic regulation, research transparency and independent oversight to be entirely valid for debate. So like, that's kind of the thing. It's like people that work for Facebook are kind of coming out to be like, no, this is kind of bullshit. Like what Hogan's saying is true. What, what you think of Hogan aside, and then that's the other thing. Like I don't like her as a person because of what we discussed earlier. You know, she comes out on 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 uh, I think it was like a CNN interview or something like that, and she was basically something to the effect of is like I have empathy for for Mark Zuckerberg. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he wants all these things. I think he's just making a decision that he feels is the best interest of his company without any regard for for the consequences. And you know what? That's a bad fucking guy. <laughs> right? if, if if you are making a decision without any regard for the consequences of your actions, you are not a good person. You're fucking sociopath well and i think she's right he was doing exactly that yeah he was making decisions about his company with without any regard for <laughs> anything else other than his company he doesn't it, give a fuck exactly about people it. but that's he why doesn't I give like, a fuck yeah. about his employees he doesn't give a fuck about this country all he gives a fuck about is facebook it goes back all the way back to the beginning of facebook all he cares about is is keeping that thing running. And he's going to do it any which way he can. And he's doing it all the way laughing to the fucking bank. I mean, if you had a machine that printed money, wouldn't you do anything to keep it running? Sorry, if you're a capitalist and have a machine that if prints you're a money, capitalist, aren't you going to yes. do anything you can to keep it running? <laughs> Only to a certain point. But yeah, I mean, obviously, if if you're that type of a person where you're that driven and you think that that's necessary, then yeah, you're going to do whatever you think is necessary to continue to keep the dollars rolling in. I mean, fuck, we had Facebook uh, down for six hours the other day. And it was national news. It was, oh my God, everybody lost their goddamn minds. It was Facebook and, and it's other services like Instagram and and uh, uh, some of the sign in services were WhatsApp. Yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah, we're we're down for six hours, and they lost billions of dollars worth of of revenue and yeah, of which just value. goes to tell you how much money these fuckers make. Yep. Right. Yeah. In six hours. In that's six how much hours. Losing. It's absolutely yeah. incredible. And it doesn't surprise me. Go back to a point Chris made. Ultimately, this company is inconsequential. Everyone acts like Facebook is a necessity to exist in the modern world. And it's not. Like we said, like the next biggest social platform like that's Facebook adjacent is MeWe. We've got an account on there as well. 
Um, and their big claim to fame is that they don't sell your data or anything like that. But it's also like currently MeWe is where all the people that got banned from Facebook have ended up. So it's not exactly <laughs> a platform of, of you know, high thinking. Great. I want to hang out with a whole bunch of people who are too shitty for Facebook. Look, exactly. Exactly. However, if Facebook got shut down, literally everyone on Facebook would eventually find themselves on the way to MeWe or some other similar platform. There's other ones out there that exist too. They just aren't as big because Facebook is in main game in town. They've been around the longest. They've had the most staying power, but they're not necessity to live a life. And that's the thing. Anybody that thinks Facebook is intrinsic to the current times we live in is it, it, full of shit. You don't need it. You're addicted yeah. to it. You you've wrapped your your entire life around it, and you have this need. But it, it's it, it's like I don't know. It's 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 a crutch. You don't really need it. You can walk. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you don't need it. Uh, you know the the demographics on use are absolutely insane to me. Uh, two point seven billion users worldwide. Yeah. That's that's like what a, a a little more than a quarter of the entire world has a Facebook account. That's yeah, but we'll incredible. see what those numbers are once Blumenthal ends Finsta. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and uh, the, the largest the, the largest age group is twenty five to thirty four, which that kind of surprised me. I thought yeah, it would actually be a little bit older. A little older. It's, it's, um, no, but remember, like, these Central. are worldwide statistics. Yeah. These are not and. Remember, users does not mean most hours of use. Yeah, correct. That means people who have an account. The the male to female is uh, 44, 44% female, 56% male in terms of their, their usership. Bunch of old fat white guys posting memes like, in a world of sheep, I am the wolf. Pretty much. <laughs> like 19.3% of their, their usership is males between 25 and 34. Uh, and then... The average time spent per day on Facebook, uh, 38 minutes, which remember, that's a lot of people like me who have a Facebook account who literally never check it. Who log in by accident for one minute. Yeah. (laughs) I think the last time I actually logged into Facebook was when somebody told me, oh, yeah, there's a picture of this thing uh, that I posted the other day. And I went back to look at it and that was it. But I, I honestly, I don't think I've logged in for a month and a half, two months. No, I don't want to go to Facebook and, and see fucking no, I, boomer I memes don't... about COVID and Trump. Like, no, I'm good. I'm super yeah, good. I, I just don't care. And they have a, right now, apparently, they have a huge influx of boomers generation uh, using Facebook. And I'm not surprised. It's the only one simple enough they can use. Well, besides that, it's like... The can, younger... can you imagine a fucking 75-year-old learning Snapchat? The, the younger generations don't use Facebook. They use Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok. Yeah, and Facebook's Instagram, trash. Yeah, I mean, it, all it is is this, this aggregate bullshit echo chamber. Whatever other things, or, you know, whatever things you've been scrolling through for your search histories. It'll, it'll weave its way into obscurity. Well, and here's the thing, yeah. and this isn't to say like Facebook is bad. Like I will say I, I've now that I've, I, we've gotten into podcasting and I've got the podcast, 
Podcast Nation Facebook group, it's a new way I found of interacting. I don't get into politics. I'm literally just managing a group where I'm trying to help other podcasters be successful at podcasting. And in that endeavor, and I'm sure there's plenty of other people that use it in that same vein too. You're just trying to connect with people that are, have similar interests. And in that vein, I think it, it, there are, there is some value to it. I know there's also stories where people in other countries that have used it to communicate whenever they're, you know, having a revolution or whenever they're protesting. And th- so there are good there, but again, this isn't something that's unique to Facebook. There are all kinds of apps that can serve as the same function. Mm-hmm. It's just the world as a whole has decided this is the one they want. Well, and and using it for those purposes is a, a very small portion of what people actually use it for. Well, Most also- people sit there and they scroll and they scroll and they see all of the other bullshit that all of their friends that are all like-minded to them I'm share. I'm sheepdog. And you do, you get sucked into this echo chamber of, of information. And, and I, I, I actually don't like that they have groups and things like that in terms of that. There's plenty of other places to go and find people that are like-minded. Reddit is probably the most prominent, but it is also much more difficult to use as far as an older demographic trying to learn a new interface. Really? Because it, it's laid out yeah, in old school easy. message board style. No, no. Like... It, it is. <laughs> <Case> old. <laughs> but remember, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't have a for you page where it scrolls uh, all of like things. It doesn't aggregate yeah, you, those you, things you for do. you. That's like, literally what Reddit is. Yeah. When, when do you, you use Reddit? Yeah, I do. When, oh, when okay. you join one of the subreddits, like when you sign on, you literally go to your homepage and it shows you all of the updates. And all the I think what Kay's saying, stuff. though, is that no, it no. won't suggest new it things to you. Yeah, like, it doesn't oh. suggest new stuff to you. Yes. It's only what you search for. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like uh, it's, it's actually a lot like Facebook or it's a lot like MySpace where it was the yeah. only thing you saw was the things you were subscribed to see. And that's actually why Facebook caught on was because everyone was on my, was on MySpace and then Facebook came out and it was like, no, no, you don't have to like put a song and a wallpaper. No, 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 no. It's just a feed. It's just a scroll feed and you can just yeah. keep swiping your finger and get that little serotonin rush of seeing shit that you like. And that's why TikTok's fucking amazing. I, I got to tell you, I, I go to bed every night and I'm like, okay, crawl into bed. I took my shower. I get my feet tucked in and I'm like, okay, set my alarm. I'm going to, for the morning, I'm going to watch 10 minutes of TikTok and then it's dawn. <laughs> and that happens all of a sudden 12 hours have gone by and yeah. you don't know where the fuck you are and because you gotta be tiktok is to facebook what facebook was to myspace they have revolutionized yeah. that algorithm but that's why facebook is big it's not because the world has decided it it's because it's addictive facebook is nicotine yeah. they found a way to create a reward response and it feels good it's the same reason why i do cocaine until i fall asleep every sunday night that's just it feels good and you get locked into a pattern you can fall asleep while doing cocaine oh god no (laughs) i should have i should have said making sweet love to reverend doctor but (laughs) i just wanted something outlandish he does cocaine Um, until he crashes at night that's what what i don't unfortunately i as as much as i i miss the sweet sweet snowy alps of sweet perfect colombian i uh I can't. My work drug tests me regularly, so I'm I'm clean 
as a that whistle. Was, that was one of the drugs hell. I never really got into. I never wanted oh, to try so it. Oh, it's well, so good. Oh, it's so good. So here's the way, like back during my druggy years when I was doing like fuck tons of ecstasy and, you know, pot and ketamine and sometimes shrooms. Um, I asked about cocaine one time and the way it was described to me is like, it makes you really hyper and all you want is more cocaine. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that's really not that something true. I'm interested in. Okay. You know how like you get all spun out when you drink one of my energy drinks? Yeah. That feeling, but also pump a big hunk of happy serotonin on top of it. It's like that. And it's great. It's so good. And I got to tell you, like, there's a reason these drugs have a hold on people. When I was in the hospital getting my gallbladder surgery, they kept pumping morphine in me because I was always like, I never understood heroin. Like, you're going to use fucking needles in your arm and this shit, like, fucking literally kills you. And it's so, and it's viscerally bad. Like, it's not like, you know, pot where you could put in a bong or cocaine where you just roll up a dollar bill and it's gone like like you gotta have like a needle kit to do fucking heroin and a spoon like it, it's a really grody laborious dirty process and so i was like i never understood how this went and then they started pumping me full of morphine all the time and i was like i get it i get it <laughs> this makes sense i get it i don't want this to stop and it's gonna and that sucks so i get it <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna go do heroin but I get it. And it's the same thing with Facebook and old people. I don't like what they're doing, but it's like, again, it's like, I get it. You're old. You're out of touch. The world is a scary place. And here's a whole bunch of people who are bitching about all the things that scare you. Is it good? No, but I get it. I get it. I get why that's comforting. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Facebook profits off that. And that's not news. We know that. So again, if you're going to call yourselves the party of capitalism, which the DNC did this last election, they need to stop holding hearings in the Senate about how capitalism is bad. Stop asking a for-profit company that is beholden to its shareholders to deliver quarterly profits to stop making as much profit as possible. Something's got to give. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Facebook sucks, but it is the monster that you created. Speaking of monsters that we created, what's in our mailbag, Matt? Uh, first one, uh, and we're, we'll take this one together because you. I know you love these transitions. Yeah, I do. Absolutely, they're hot. <laughs> oh, oh man! Screw my wife, man. Nothing gets me harder than those. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about our girl in Nevada. Uh, so our girl Mabel. So she she heard our shout out to her. Um, what up, Mabel? She, she responded, and I, I got to say, this this warmed my heart, but also made me a little sad, and I'll explain why. So this was this was her response. Hey, all left gang, just listened to episode 44 and couldn't wait for the shout-out about me, and I almost cried. You guys used my chosen name, and that helped me so much. I was making food for customers, and I had to hold back tears. I'm on a break and had to re-listen just to take it all in. And I love that we that meant so much to her, but I'm also sad that we live in a society where something as simple as using someone's fucking chosen name is so rare that it inspires someone to tears. Yeah. And uh, here at the LF podcast, we do not dead name. And if you do, you're a piece of crap. 100%. Fuck anybody that does that shit. Anyone. Yep. So no, mm -hmm. um, uh, Mabel, Mabel is an official friend of the all left. Yeah. Friend of the show. You know, like I, I, I never, it's only a handful. I never understood that. Your full name is Christopher. Everyone calls you Chris. My full name is Matthew. Everyone calls me Matt. Kay's first name is Carmine. Everyone calls him Kay. 
Casey's name is not Carmine. I'm, I'm calling you Carmine from now on. And why is Carmine spelled with a K? It starts with a C. It's not. But it's like I mean, like, and we go even further than that. We have such weird shit, man. Uh, like, yeah, I, I, but I agree. It is. It is. Um, like we call guys it, name Richard Dick. Like we can do that, but you know, calling somebody Mabel is is too much. Well, because if it doesn't conform to your half-assed ancient old world belief, you're a fucking piece of shit and need to die. Agreed. So, um, no, um, trans women are women, trans men are men. There's no fucking difference. Call people by their pronouns. Uh, gender's a construct and quit being a piece of shit. That is, uh, that is your weekly advice from the alt left. Also stop listening to Joe Rogan. He's a piece of shit tool and he's not helping anyone. I mean, I agree, but that was really out of left field. Uh, because he's his big he's kind of been the proponent of one of the main things that I see a lot of anti-trans assholes going after now because they're losing ground every day. They they aren't they the more that we learn scientifically about this, the more that they don't have anything to stand on. So the big thing they've latched on to is Joe Rogan's thing about sports, the stupid fucking sports argument about i don't want which some, is such a non-argument it, it's ridiculous yeah, and forgive me but it goes I, i'm just parody paraphrasing but this is it goes something along the lines like this well some some dude could just say he's a woman and then get in the ring with women and just beat the shit out of him that that's what joe rogan thinks is gonna happen that happens all the time and i think i think you know i think that's not the most telling thing about a person it's because that's where their mind went it's kind of like when someone who's fundamentally christian like well if you don't believe in god what stops you from murdering and raping everyone? It's like, well, that's what's stopping you. Cause, cause yeah. I don't, I don't murder rape cause I don't want to murder rape. And, and if the belief in God is the only thing holding you back, um, I, I'm going to move cause I don't want to be near you. And so when someone's like, Oh, I don't want my daughter seeing a dick in the bathroom. What are you doing in the bathroom? When kids are around. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? It's like, Oh, he's going to go into the ring and beat the shit. Is that, is that, is that, that's the first thing that came to your mind was I can't wait to find a way to go into a ring and smack a woman around. Like it's, it's real telling that that is your first impulse is that's what you want to do. And again, who's surprised? It's Joe fucking Rogan. He's an insecure little prick who's so scared of his own fucking shadow. He has to threaten trans people. He's a piece of shit. And these all are. So whenever you hear someone saying that, just know it's definitely a reflection of who they are. Yep. And Mabel, you are 100% valid human and a woman. And you are a friend of the show. Yep. And we think you're great. And if anyone has a problem with you, send them to us. Yep. Absolutely. If anyone wants to come talk to you, give them my address. So, what else is there? Uh, so, the next one is, once again, from our girl, Mary Riley. She just wanted to give us some thanks for giving her the shout-out last week. What up? Uh, yep. She what says, up, thanks for the response. A lot of great points were made. For uh, made. Your own mental health has to be a priority. Can't help make the world better without it. Also mm-hmm. love that mm-hmm. Chris mentioned the Women's Rights March happening all over the country. I went to my very first one this past weekend, and it was crawling with white liberals who would most likely never come to a BLM protest. Yep. <laughs> I'm Not- I'm lots, shocked. yeah, lots of RBG outfits and a couple handmade tail costumes. Uh-huh. The lady who organized my local one was even wearing a Kamala hat. It was definitely pretty jarring, but considering how conservative the town I live in is, I was just happy to see a lot of people come out. Yeah, super fair. Because yeah. you know what? As much as I'm not a fan of the pussy hat, it's a whole lot better than a Trump flag. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, without but a doubt. It's still liberal nonsense. But you know, thank you, Mary Riley. You're you're amazing and wonderful too. I love you. Uh, thank you for always reaching out to us and engaging. 100% you're great. So the last one I wanted to ask you about, Chris, because we Uh-oh. talked about it, but I didn't confirm it if we, if we wanted to do this. 
our, our little fanboy on Twitter time. today. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, Look, yeah, that guy. Do we want to talk oh, about whoa. him? We, 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 there's not much to say. I don't want to read all his comments. Basically, yeah. uh, we, we, had a, we had an angry white boomer uh, go off on our Twitter. You can check it out. It's Are great. Are you sure he, he was a boomer? Um, here's the thing. Boomer isn't an age. It's a mentality. I, but I don't, I don't want to miscategorize. Oh, so, he definitely so, has boomer so energy. So here's the deal. His at, okay, for all of you enough. that want to find it, his at is pseudo adult. That is literally his name. And his tagline on Twitter is in search of social and political normal normalcy. And Keep we, are, mind not, that, we yeah. are not doxing. Yeah. This guy left a public comment on a public page and yeah. we are not advocating doing anything to him, but it is fun to laugh at him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he got all his feathers in a rile and he didn't like that. Oh, you liberals, it, which is really funny because he automatically assumed we were Democrats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we got into a, a tiff and he was basically so successful um, that he spent <laughs> all day yelling at us on Twitter yeah. about how much time we're wasting because he's so successful. Yeah. So that was yeah. a lot of fun, which I think it's great. And I really, again, if we are pissing off a bunch of these, you know, right wing nut jobs, right wing nut jobs, they want to come on and brag about how successful they are, where they scream at a podcast It's <laughs> not even monetized. Have fun, buddy. That's well, yeah, great. That means that we're doing was, something right. Joke. He, he clearly thought that this was our main source of income. And and like that was, was his big for joke. This to be my main source of income. <laughs> right? Fuck, man. Oh, man. Our show would be so much better organized. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But like, so the reason I wanted to shout it, because what this was is I was responding to a comment from AOC because we talked last week about how the squad has kind of finally found a pair and AOC and the squad have continued to hold that line. I'm actually really impressed. I was expecting sometime this week we would get some kind of them caving into everything and it hasn't happened yet. Not saying it won't. I'm just surprised they have stuck stuck to their guns this Me morning. too. I still think they're yeah, going to falter, but I am impressed and happy. Yeah, that they've I, lasted this I long. also agree that yes, I'm I'm happy that they're doing what they're doing. I just don't think it's going to last. No, I have no faith in it. Yeah, yeah. But I am I I am I would love to be pleasantly surprised. Nothing would make me happier than if this were to happen. And yep. if they stuck to their guns and they tanked this bill because and and there was repercussions. All of a sudden, Biden had to fall on his fucking face because he did not keep his word to progressives. I would love that to happen. I yep. want this lesson and I want the Democrats to keep losing elections until they figure out they can't be conservatives anymore. Yep. I, and here's the funny thing. I actually that was my I was responding to an AOC comment, something to the effect. Basically, what I said was this. It's quick. So happy to see progressives doing what we elected them to do. We are tired of Pelosi and Biden brand of center right corporate favoritism. The left needs to either take control of the Democratic Party or start our own. That was my comment, which really isn't that out there, given the amount of leftist rhetoric that goes after AOC on a regular basis. But then the wolf among sheep showed up. Yeah. And so his response was excellent. Start your own political party with a platform so far left that the last message of legitimacy, the progressives, in quotes, for some reason, (laughs) have our... uh, have our lost in the scrap heap of history, which again, this guy, his spelling and grammar was absolutely fucking atrocious, but that's to be expected for somebody with this kind of a shit take. So basically I responded quickly to him and I'm like, the fact that you view progressives as far left is hilarious pro tip. It's just about every other Western nation in just about every other Western nation, Sanders and AOC are centrist. That was my response because that's my go-to response for anybody that has such a shitty take. And here, and his response basically boiled down to, I don't care about reality because America. 
That that was basically his response. Is like, yep. we don't live in every other Western nation. We're America, where we have freedom and Twitter and Amazon and Microsoft. Yeah, that was my favorite. Was that he named yeah. Amazon and Microsoft as like the saviors and champions of the well, American? Here's way. the thing: every single these are multinational companies. Like, because 190 other nations in the world don't have freedom. You're right. Yep, yep, none. Or or access to Amazon. Yeah, Yeah. or access to Amazon or Microsoft. Or Facebook, yeah. I mean, fucking A, really? Oh, no, here's a full list. It's Apple, Google, Microsoft, Tesla, Intel, Twitter, and Amazon. Okay, so the only thing on that list generally only exists here in the U.S. is Tesla. They don't and it came a from a fucking foreigner, so world. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's owned by Elon Musk, and... But, uh, yeah, <laughs> so there you go. And I think the reason why I thought it was worth bringing up is because I always think that we should try and engage the right whenever possible. I, I think most of the interactions will end up like this D-bag uh, with just nothing but stupidity thrown at us until he claims victory and struts around like he won, you know? <laughs> We should get him on the show. Which is basically what he did. Yeah, <laughs> we, should, right. we should get him on the show. That would be a great conversation. Teach us, senpai. Well, and the best part was, is like three different <laughs> comments of his were just like, okay, I'm done with you guys now. And then we responded with a snarky ass response. And he responded again. I'm just so and, successful that I, and I was on a break. So I had time to come back. Okay? He's been too Got busy it. being successful. Yeah. So uh, thank well, you, pseudo adult. You have absolutely lived up to your name. <laughs> so obviously got plenty of time yep but we don't have plenty of time we are actually out of it for this week so thank you for being here and giving us some of yours um remember always feel free send us emails hit us up on instagram or on twitter or you know service a big pile of oakley wear and old man hate i don't care talk to us and we'll be here next week uh talking about something we haven't decided what it was yet it's we're in the middle of apocalypse and the money isn't real so you know we'll see what the next calamity is that happens tomorrow but we will be here putting nuggets all left in your ears and until next time take care of yourselves take care of each other and remember the revolution is you